Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. From porn to power. To porn or not to porn? That is the question. A recent study showed that 94% of men had viewed pornography in the last six months, and 82% considered themselves to be regular viewers of pornography. There's a lot of information out there on the negative impacts of porn, from the depletion of testosterone and dopamine and its impact on erections to how addictive it is. And then there's how porn affects a man's relationships with women in general and a regular partner especially. Instead of me rattling off a bunch more stats for you, I'm gonna let Jonathan share his story with you directly. He started using porn at age 17 and within a year had erectile issues. He's had the classic porn trajectory and now has come out the other side of it. He says, quitting porn was the best thing I ever did for my sex life. And since starting the Sexual Mastery for Men course, I have not even thought of porn. The fire in our relationship has exploded since we got on the same sheet of music. In our raw and intimate conversation, we talk about porn as a formative sexual influence in many young male lives the addictive nature of porn, what porn does to your cock, what porn does to your relationship, to yourself and your partner, why watching porn is akin to being a cuck or a cuckold, porn's contribution to the betafication of men, the parasitic nature of porn, the problem with depleting your fluids constantly. <laughs> ha! So you can tell from all that what my answer is to the question, to porn or not to porn? Absolutely not. Well fucked, all stars. Welcome, Jonathan. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me on, Kim. So all about porn. Tell us about your relationship with porn. Okay, how old were you when you first began consuming pornography? Uh, it was later than I think is typical uh, nowadays. And thankfully it was later. I grew up in a pretty conservative home, um, conservative Christian home. So uh, my parents did what they could to sort of like keep that stuff out of our house. And actually we didn't have internet at home until I was 17, uh, thankfully. Then when we did, it was uh, not long at all, uh, being a 17 year old, uh, before my curiosity got the best of me and I discovered the uh, wild world of internet pornography. Um, uh, from honestly, from there, it was a pretty fast downward spiral. Um, 
before long, like within months, actually, um, it just became an obsession. Uh, like the effect that it had on me at that age, um, it was just pretty wild, especially because I hadn't been uh, exposed to something like that uh, previously. Um, so, were you go sexually ahead. active at that point? No. No. So your first no, real... not in the household. No dating allowed until you were eighteen. So. So your first real experiences with sex overall were through porn. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call them real, but yes, <laughs> I get your point. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so definitely it, uh, no, I think you bring up a good point because I, um, I think especially now, um, like for me, it was like early two thousands where I don't feel like it was quite as prolific, but, um, especially nowadays there's, there's young boys like eight, 10 years old being exposed and finding, um, internet pornography and I can't even imagine what that does at that age uh I'm thankful for how late it was in my life um because I'd already done you know some maturing at that point it wasn't like finding it at 12 so that makes sense yeah so when you say that you were obsessed how would you describe that like how often would you and I'm assuming that when you looked at it you were masturbating to it absolutely yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty much universal. <laughs> well, just, just checking. Um, yes. So how many times a day, let's say, would you masturbate then to porn? Well, I mean, some of it was just um, when I could hide it, but like uh, nightly, like it was probably nightly and it, you know, first maybe, you know, an hour and then hours after that um quickly it became like an obsession where it was like as soon as there was the possibility or a spare moment for it it was too much of a temptation or an impulse to get away from so how long did that go on for well actually um Uh, it's all been like, that'd be close to a decade ago. So it's a little fuzzy, but, uh, I went on a pretty downhill spiral in like a year. And there were some other things I didn't appreciate at the time. This like the lack of sleep that was accompanying it by staying up after other people in the house had gone to bed. The, all the screen time right before I was sleeping was terrible too for me too as well and i'd actually developed erectile dysfunction in under a year um and i was going so through a lot of, yeah go ahead so when you say erectile dysfunction like what how did you notice that so does that mean that as you were masturbating that you couldn't get a strong an erection like yeah what, what did that look like yeah and it, well, and it became just like the only, like if I uh, tried masturbating without pornography, it just, it wasn't much, you know, like the arousal became dependent uh, very quickly on pornography. 
Right. And actually viewing it. So if you were to, I don't know if you tried this, but lay down and imagine previous porn scenes, could that have done it? Or did you just, because you could, you know, I don't think so. Okay. No, I, I'm, I have kind of an all or nothing personality. Um, So as, as soon as I started, it was like all in and uh, very fast down, downward spiral to the point where it's like, I mean, I was going through a lot, um, like I guess spiritually at the time too, um, kind of deciding what I thought uh, what, about my, the faith I'd grown up, grown up with and uh, whether God existed and, or not. And so at first it was like a lot of religious guilt that accompanied it, but later on and maybe due to some of what was going on, like I'd given up on the idea of God. Uh, and even then when there wasn't any sort of religious guilt around it or associated with it rather, uh, like I was realizing like the effect it was having on me. I'm like, regardless of the sort of like the, the religious, uh, attitudes around it, like this can't be good for me. Like, uh, just with the, the shame I felt and uh and it wasn't like you know it's like not religious guilt it's just a sort of shame where it's like um feeling like kind of pathetic just for the uh the time spent and uh like the private obsession and not to mention like the the escalating um variety that it takes to uh get aroused and that's something that people talk about a lot in terms of porn that what used to do it now no longer does it and it has to be a scene that's more intense and more perhaps provocative and you know pushing the boundaries and so you're affirming that that was your experience as well yeah definitely and I think maybe one of the things we should uh uh and one of the things I was thinking of is like, it's not, I mean, there's like explicit internet pornography. And uh, I think that was, it was more the case, like social media hadn't um, quite gotten to the place that it is now when, um, when I was using pornography, but it's really, it's, there's explicit, like what, I don't know, what would technically be called pornography, but also just in recent years, the, just the sexualized media that's just prolific uh, on Instagram or Twitter or all of these things, I think has the same effect, even if somebody wouldn't call it technically pornography, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely soft porn, you know? And when I see like young girls and they're really buying into this culture and this idea that they need to be parading themselves and flaunting their bodies and their sexuality and like doing things at a pretty prepubescent age for any kind of likes or social acceptance, it's pretty shocking, right? Yeah, it's all the, uh, the attention economy. Yeah, definitely. 
So you've described a bit of it, but when you say the phrase downward spiral, what else did you know? And you might not have noticed it at the time, like maybe some of this was in retrospect, where the impacts of this, like you've mentioned erectile issues, your feelings of shame, and what else did you notice? Like, did you notice anything, let's say with physical performance, like if you were athletic, did that have an impact on that? Um, Your energy levels during the day, anything else that you would say was attributed to your porn use? I don't think I was nearly um, as aware of my body uh, back then as I am now. Um, But I'm sure like it crashed my dopamine levels, my testosterone, even like just due to the staying up as much as I did consuming it. Um, So I'd say I... I was pretty depressed and I know it's overused term, but relative to how I'd been like in the previous years before starting it, I was pretty depressed. And I remember back on a time was kind of a low point, um, just not feeling very social, not wanting to look people in the eye. Um, No, I like, I was kind of, uh, I wasn't very athletic, but I was more of like a artsy nerd, uh, at that time and just not feeling creative or motivated to do much at all. So what was the, so during the time that you were using porn, did you then enter into a relationship? So um, I got married pretty young. I got married at 21 um, to my wife, Victoria. Actually, we're coming up on eight years this year. Um, before that, and um, I think it would have been sometime like when I was 18, uh, approaching 19. I, I don't remember like a specific uh, point at which I said like, okay, no more. But it was just... Um, just being depressed and the self-esteem issues and things that came along with that. Um, and there's stuff I was going through spiritually too. So I kind of like, um, I sort of made up my mind on like, I, I guess I had decided for myself that it's like whether God was real or not, like it's what I'd grown up with and I was, incapable of putting my life together otherwise so uh I just went through like a season of uh just reevaluating what I was doing um again like I never there was never a point at which I was like okay uh but like I put a date on the calendar and said no more after that but it was it was slower and then um I'd known uh, like my wife and I grew up in kind of the same community. So I'd known her and she was a lot of motivation at a distance um, to like get my act together because I was like, you know, uh, like I had said previously, like my parents weren't uh, like had rules about us dating. So um, when I could, I was like getting to the age where I was going to move out and I did move out and then, uh, actually being in a relationship with her, I like couldn't imagine um, myself watching pornography and being in a relationship with her. And 
just because I had such a low self-esteem when I did and felt wrong about it. It's like, I don't know. I, uh, I wanted to be, uh, doing better than that. So that actually leads to a good place though. I think that when starting, so that like not having been sexually active and then having, um, so much of my mindset and experience based on pornography before entering in a relationship. I think um, it was definitely the case for me. And I think it's a case for a lot of modern men that you can like develop a relationship to sex in the abstract where it's, it's not concrete or realized in the individual. You're, it's just sort of like, a combination of sexualized media or anonymous women that you see out or uh, masturbation, just sort of like that makes sense. Or it's like, it's really depersonalized. And um, so after I was, my wife and I were married for probably less than a year, I started using pornography again and uh i would blame that on that phenomenon of like having a relationship to sex instead of a relationship to a person and having sex with them if that makes sense i mean where it's like go ahead would you say that because of that being your first, you know, sexual experiences in the abstract, literally like virtually, and not even with an interactive partner, but these, these screens that mm-hmm. that put like an overlay in terms of your intimacy with you and your partner? Absolutely. Because it sort of uh, encourages and it's like, I wasn't even... Uh, in hindsight I'm more aware of it but at the time it's like I don't think I was aware of how like performative the sex was where it's like more like acting out um scenes or scenarios or different genres of pornography rather than like actually being in a relationship and having the emotional bandwidth to like read and sort of do the dance, if you will, that's necessary for a good sexual relationship. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I would see that you're watching these things and you're mimicking or imitating some of these acts and scenarios rather than, as you say, this innate dance, like rather than the impulses and the urges and the intuitive direction of what to do and reading even that other person and yourself coming from within it's coming from without Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's like uh i don't know projecting all of this all the pornographic influence onto the relationship um which like it's like the pornography is so unrealistic and there can be so many like cuts between scenes and all this stuff. It's so contrived to just uh, drive uh, traffic and clicks and everything. It's like, and cause I've, you know, I've heard guys and stuff talking and like young boys talking about 
like i don't know watching pornography to like see how the pros do it and stuff it's so wrong it's like absolutely like the wrong direction it's uh it gives you such unrealistic expectations and not just in like being over the top, but actually it's like, um, like to where my wife and I are now and have been, uh, it's like, it does, it can't possibly capture how good and intimate and powerful a sexual relationship can be either. It's so visual that there's none of the, uh, the intimate like emotional and um relational aspects to it that they just that don't transfer through a screen that really make um sex potent right and i mean i always talk about the difference between junk food sex and gourmet sex and the key ingredient gourmet sex being that more emotional psychological spiritual every level of connection that's including Mm -hmm. physical but not just isolated to the physical so what else would you say that did you notice an influence on how you saw women so you had this person you're in love with and involved with and because of this overlay of porn, like, did you look at women differently? Like when you saw women out in the street and they were alluring, right? They were maybe dressed in a sexy way. Like, what did you notice, if anything, about how you saw women? So both your partner and any woman out in the world? Um, I mean, it probably definitely had more of an impact um, in my relationship with my wife than uh, out in the world in general. Um, but I do think it's, it, it's definitely trains men to see, uh, women object like as objects. And it's like where the, the person isn't as important as the body, you know, the person's devalued and, um, I don't know, almost something to get through to get to a woman's body. Um, and I definitely think that comes through in uh, sex, you know, it's like a, on some porn site, the, the, uh, the videos aren't sorted by personality, it's sorted by body parts, you know. <laughs> it's hilarious and a very good example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it definitely, I think, because I was hiding it too. It wasn't like I had a conversation with my wife. It was like, well, I'm going to start watching porn again. Uh, but it, it was, I think be, like, because my, I had trained my body or my body had been trained. Um, I don't know which to be aroused by, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's not normal, but it's normalized it's it's so uh, like i think it's normalized to the point where uh, men don't really think um about how unnatural viewing pornography is like first like viewing this act that should be it's like where you should be the most embodied um viewing that through a screen and it's like like a form of being a cuck too every time because it's not you 
that's having right. sex. So yeah, that's a great like, point. I think it has really catastrophic um, impacts. And for me, it was like, even though I had quit using it for a while um, leading up to like when my wife and I were dating and early on in our marriage, I hadn't sort of like uprooted this relationship to sex in the abstract. And a lot of our early sex life was just um, really using my wife in a way to act out porn inspired fantasies rather than um, learning to like be the foundation in our relationship sexually where she can be free and open and uh, I don't know uh, does that make sense absolutely and that's really really self-aware for you to say that and do you think that because it sounds like she was probably not coming into your relationship with a lot of, if any, sexual experience either. But how do you think it was for her on the receiving end of that? Like, she didn't know any different? Like, you know, how do you think that was for her? I mean, we've had discussions about it. It's been a while. Um, So I don't remember exactly, but like I said, I think she felt betrayed and I don't know, looked past. I think um, just, I don't know what the right adjectives would be, but uncared for in a way where, yeah, used, I guess. Do you think she felt that in the moment or didn't know how to articulate it? You know, like in retrospect, put it together or do you think in the moment did she feel unsatisfied or something quite not quite right well I think um when our relationship started off um like we tried to wait until marriage to have sex and uh you know we were I think I was 19, she was 20, so it didn't happen. But uh, during that, like during that time, um, I wasn't using pornography and early on in marriage, I wasn't. So I think it was, um, she, I think she noticed a change and she didn't know what to to blame it on exactly. Um, Because like previous to that, like I told her that I, like when we were dating, that I'd used it and like pretty much just laid out my whole sexual history. Like she knew I wasn't holding anything back. Um, I was just being completely open and honest. So I think that's what she still expected. So she didn't catch on for a while. And um, yeah, at a certain point, it's just like, you can be together physically and like I felt so far removed just being dishonest and um I think at a certain point I realized she probably knew something was up um and you know I'd been building up for a while the the tension so uh when we 
when I finally told her and had a conversation about it, it was understandably pretty hard. Um, but you know, it's necessary. And to any guys out there watching this, it's like, it's never, it's change, uh, switching your body and mind over from this mode of being aroused and having more of a relationship to like abstract sex and sexualized media than with a real woman. It's like making that transition is not ever going to be easy. If you are in a relationship, it's not going to be easy. Um, well, I don't know, depending on who you're in a relationship with, I know like pornography use among women is going up too. So what made you decide to quit? And how many years into your relationship were you at that stage? So the whole episode after we were married, it probably was like a year. I think it was probably like around a year that I started using it again. And then it was less than a few months um, before we had a conversation about it. I don't, remember exactly um what the trigger was other than just sort of a growing feeling of unease and disconnectedness and she and I were really close like we went through a lot um we went through some tough stuff actually while we were dating so and we'd really been open books so not having that or having doing something that was working against that and, uh, you know, it's in like keeping secrets sexually, it's, uh, going to be like one, one of the most impactful things, you know, um, that's going to lead to feeling disconnected. So I think that was the, the real trigger for me to, and I, and I think at the same time, I began to see that I'd. I think the way I thought about it at the time was like, I, I realized it's like you, like the term having sex is somewhat hazardous because you're always having a person, you know, in reality, you can't just have sex. (laughs) You're always having a person by way of sex would be, more uh i think a a better way of putting it that makes sense and i started to see that difference and i really wanted to make that change um for her and for the health of our relationship so how hard was it for you to quit did you was it easy did you quit cold turkey did you wean yourself off oh yeah quit cold turkey and I'm not going to say it's like, I was like the last time I watched what would like, like hardcore or porn, like hardcore pornography. But um, I think there were some times after that where it's just, you know, it's like just being online, browsing around or whatever, you know, it'd be on some Instagram page or something and be like, oh, what am I doing here? You know? So, uh, but it was like, you know, a more of a, it was like 
a clean break from what people what people would say was technically pornography. Mm-hmm. Right. And did you have any aha moments in that process? Like, so when you stopped using porn and you had a certain amount of time under your belt, what differences did you notice in yourself, in your relationship, in your erection? Um, I wouldn't say it was like, I know, like, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say I like noticed the difference overnight or anything like that, but um, over the course of a few years, um, just rebuilding trust and maintaining the honesty that we'd had uh, earlier in our relationship, just being an open book. Um, I don't know that I noticed a lot of physical changes because at like I'd only relapsed if you want to call it that for a few months. Um, I think that like for men that have been doing it years and have like really depleted themselves, depleted their dopamine, depleted their testosterone. I think there is going to be probably a really long recovery time longer than you'd want. Um, for me, um, at that second go around like it only been a few months so i didn't know ha- notice a lot of physical effects but our relationship um definitely was better for it and our sex life was definitely better for it and that was just a upward trend to the point where like my wife and i have enjoyed a really close intimate um literally mind-blowing sexual relationship that was goes it's like i don't know there's kind of the idea that uh there's some people have the idea that pornography like sets people's expectations too high but i would argue it sets them too low because you have like no idea based on that how um a good a relationship can be or even how good an orgasm can be because i know guys that have use pornography or like masturbated without it like an orgasm like uh pornography induced orgasms like are no good really (laughs) like it's just it's like the arousal the potency of the orgasm like i think most men would admit isn't that good uh is too much adrenaline you're not like really present in the moment uh so just going back a bit, I guess, uh, yeah, our relationship really flourished and there were like building her trust and taking things slow and, um, I don't know, providing her space to become comfortable with me and where I was coming from, proving to her that, um, my motives were pure and that I was just in it for her pleasure and wanting our relationship to flourish. Uh, I don't know. That's great. Yeah. So it sounds like you also had to um, like tune back into yourself and your own 
reactions and observations within your body and then learn to read more into her. So tell us about that process and more on how you would describe your sex life now. Like you said, some fucking mind blowing experiences, like, and what would you attribute those to? Yeah, I guess it'd be just a progression of getting more and more out of my head and the more distance I got from those pornographic images or, you know, some a sex position or some sex act reminding me of pornography, the more distance I got from that and the more like isolated my mind was from that, um, just the more present I could be in what was happening at the time, um, like during sex. Uh, I don't know. I, it, was, it was slow and gradual, but I also noticed um, like, I don't know, just folk, it's uh, like putting my attention on her rather than like the sexual acts or the scenario we were in or whatever. Um, and like, kind of like I said previously, realizing I was, you know, having a person at a very deep level by way of sex and have thinking about it in my mind that way. Um, I just sort of retrained slowly in my body to be more and more present in the moment and what was happening and just letting go. And and almost like letting my mind and sort of the cerebral, like the mental noise, letting that go in the moment and just being fully present in my body to experience. Um, and I think you know, there's like a lot of different hormones and neurotransmitters and stuff at play. And I think pornography really trains men um, for like an adrenaline fueled arousal. And uh, I think that leaves a lot on the table because there's so much involved when you're like in a really good relationship with someone you trust and you've built up trust over time and really know them. Um, and, I, and sadly, I don't think men are a lot of times. I don't think men are in relationships long enough or get close enough in a relationship to really get to the point where you're like, there's really no adrenaline involved. It's all oxytocin and serotonin and um, getting to a point where it's like, I feel like you can tell where you're, uh, when you're in a healthy sexual relationship and really close with someone where like every day you wake up and you're like, you don't know how it could be the case, but you're like more in love with them. You're like desiring them more. You'd think like the more you have them, the more frequent sex becomes like the desire would like drop off. Like it, tends to with pornography or these other things where it's like you get less of a reward or less sensation by like constantly doing it 
But if you're in a good sexual relationship, it just continually escalates somehow. It's like a, a sexual escalator. It just keep going up somehow. So, and that's where we got to. It's like, uh, I mean, it's, so I think it was probably two years after that experience, we uh, rented a cabin up north and we, uh, it was just the two of us. Actually, we went back to, it was the cabin that we had honeymooned in. We went back to two years later and we had to like have like a sex truce because we'd been having sex so much that we were like literally getting chafed and like raw. And we were like, we got to stop. <laughs> Give ourselves a break. I love so, it. I love it. A sex yeah. chase. Brilliant. So, yeah, I hope people are listening to this. It's like, whether you're in a relationship or not, it's like the, there's so much more than you realize. Um, inside a good relationship when you're actually in your body and sex isn't this weird abstract thing um there's so much left on the table if you're uh still pursuing this uh abstract sex or i don't know i'd assume the same as like with one night stands and things even if you are having sex is just sort of like you were saying there's junk food sex versus gourmet sex and it's yeah. worth whatever you have to do or change and it's probably going to be a period for a while um if it's a habit you've had for a long time or it's going to suck but it's got to get through it because it's so much better on the other side yeah absolutely so what other transformations did you experience in your sex life through doing the Sexual Mastery for Men program? Going through the course, it was, it was great just as such a, a, like a reaffirmation of everything I'd been learning up to that point. Um, albeit probably better articulated, but it was just like so many thoughts and experiences that I'd had when I was going through, I was like, yeah, that's true. I was like, yeah, that's the case. Like, yep. And like, uh, the, like for the, for instance, the clearing blocks, um, I hadn't heard it described that way, but I just knew like, um, for like, I'd gotten to the point where I would try to like rack my brains. Like, is there anything I haven't told my wife before we'd had sex? Because I knew if there was anything or like, if I had a thought, uh, you know, while we were having sex, it was just going to throw things off. Um, so it was, um, it was just, like I said, is really, uh, just a reaffirmation of, um, so much that I'd learned. Fantastic. So any advice that you'd give to men then around their journey, if they're on the fence, like, oh, is porn really that bad for me? Or, you know, it's not that big a deal. Like you've given 
you've shared a lot of amazing stuff in your story and been very honest and vulnerable. And I really appreciate that. Is there anything else that you'd want to tell them directly? Um, it's definitely worth it. And like for me, um, there's a spiritual side to it, but like, even if, uh, even if there's not for you, even, uh, you know, uh, if there's no spiritual or religious aspect to it, um, just the science behind what it does to the male brain should be enough to uh, make you want to quit because it does give you this like boost of testosterone in the short term and this boost of dopamine, but then it quickly drops off unless you escalate. So um, I would, I would just put out there like, just go look at the research on what it's actually doing to you. And also it's like, even just the, I think, cause I think it, most men are probably consuming a lot of it before they sleep. And it's like the screen time is just like the, you know, they're hiding it, having something to hide like that. It's just, it's not a, not healthy at all. Um, and it's probably going to be difficult, um, especially like the longer, the longer you've uh, been viewing it, it's probably going to be more difficult, but uh, it's definitely worth it to uh, just reframe your relationship and uh, to sex and make it concrete, find a good relationship, um, or even if you're not in a relationship, just figure out your own body without that sort of noise um, distracting you and taking you out of your body. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your, the intensity of your connection now and what sex does for you now? Like in the past, you described the downward spiral, but now what does sex do? Does it energize you? Does it rejuvenate you? Like what, having a more gourmet sex life, what does that look like for you and feel like, and how do you notice the effects of that in your day-to-day life? Um, it's pretty profound, really. I mean, we, li- we live in like such a fake time where there's like fake versions of everything. Um, and just, I mean, you can, you know, yeah. There's, it leaves you so much better grounded and prepared for life to have a, a real sexual relationship uh, in the flesh, not being distracted by all the sexualized media or so-called fitness accounts or uh, different, uh, just the complete oversaturation of pornography that's out there. It, and I don't, I think like there's the idea that, um, like femininity is more innate and men have to be made. And uh, I think for men, it's like to really feel like men, it's like you have to express your sexuality 
in a real um, way, in a real way that's embodied and in a relationship. Because um, it's like, it kind of, it can kind of sound woo, but it's like you have a finite amount of sexual energy and it's not really woo because it's there's things driving as testosterone and dopamine and adrenaline it's like these things are real and pornography saps that from you and doesn't give you anything in return and having sex irl as they say uh really has a profound it's like uh there's kind of a phrase I like to use where it's like, if you give more than you receive, you'll receive more than you could have ever taken. And it's so true where it's like, um, really sort of conquering my wife in a way that she is really appreciated on (laughs) by her. It's, uh, it does it's like the complete opposite of what pornography does for your self-esteem and it's like you can be losing at life losing in work whatever if you're winning in your relationship and you're winning in bed consistently it really doesn't have much of an effect on you and you know it's like you know some mornings if you we've already had sex before i even leave the house it's like i can it's just like whatever happens that day it's like i i feel like i've already won and i feel like uh so many men uh are missing that and missing just these different states you can be in in your body um just uh being so embodied um, and present in a way that's just not possible uh, through whether it, you know, through masturbation with or without pornography. Um, There's, yeah, it's definitely, it's like, just like I'd encourage men to think of um, and just having having that sexual energy and directing that and only directing that when it's going to reciprocate because instead of, because there's too many things out there, even when it's just like, like the so-called fitness accounts (laughs) on uh, Instagram, just scrolling through pictures of ass for, you know, whatever it's, it, it it's depleting you it's it it's pulling sexual energy from you and not giving you anything in return um and actually in scripture uh there's a verse where it's probably wasn't uh written directly written about sex but it's uh a man that loves if i'm getting it right uh, but I'll paraphrase, uh, he who loves his wife loves himself. And it's really true. It's like every bit of that sexual energy that you save from the depleting practices and channel towards and give to 
um, the woman in your relationship will be reciprocated, you know, and she'll have a completely different view of you and uh, where you fit into her life when you're showing up uh, with a full cup to give. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I love that. That's very deep. And I agree because all of these dalliances, whether it's through hardcore pornography or even the more soft core like Instagram accounts, like it, it is. I love the way you describe that. It's almost like a vampiric transfer, right? Like a parasitic. Yeah energy that's being drained that you're giving away but it's it's a one-way street and it's also then pulling that away from your relationship where if you have a really really open connection and like you said you're really really close then your partner will feel that ripple they'll feel that your attention is elsewhere your energy is elsewhere because the way that i talk about my version of conscious monogamy is the conscious directing of your emotional and sexual resources to each other right and you create this really powerful container but when you are letting that seep out in other places you're draining the potency of what you have together that alchemy that you're creating together and so it can feel even like someone might recognize the feeling as being cheated on in some way, but it's like the, the echo of their partner's attention being elsewhere. You know, part of them is being directed elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share on this topic? I've probably rambled enough. <laughs> you're great you've you've shared so many really personal and vulnerable details and I think that's so helpful for men to be able to hear the true impact of what these things are having on them and the opposite of that and what it can be like without them so thank you so much Jonathan all right thanks Kim I've spoken a lot about the beta-fication of men these days and how I see this as a deliberate attempt to breed and condition the alpha, the uber-masculine, the warrior out of the modern man. I'd say that porn is a major weapon in this fight. All that porn produces is shadows of men, flimsy caricatures who are slaves to virtual fantasies and promises of what maybe they could be bought for the price of their self-esteem, their virility, their erections, and their overall power. I often say that the lowest form of sexual energy is jerking off to porn. It's the epitome of unconscious sex, of using sex to briefly get a hit, but ultimately using it as an escape and to put yourself to sleep in every way. Versus using sex to gain consciousness and as a springboard to enlightenment, self-actualization, and personal power. For millennia, different cultures have documented the exhausting effects of men spending too much seed. The fluids of the body are considered vital, precious, and potent, and to spill them too often leads to a depleted man in every possible way. Even in modern times, we have the don't come before the big game concept and no fap. So what do you do instead? You learn to cultivate your sexual energy. 
The ultimate barometric question that I always ask people is, does sex get you high? Does it leave you feeling energized, rejuvenated, ecstatic, and like it changed your life? Do you want to run a marathon or pass out after having sex? If you aren't feeling high and like you want to go to the gym, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you can use breathing techniques to build stamina. You can learn to harness and harvest your sexual energy so that it becomes your creative superpower. And then you can use this energy to boost your business, make more money, fuck your woman into oblivion, and man the fuck up into the ultra fuckable and unfuckwithable alpha male that all women truly want. My Sexual Mastery for Men salon opens in late August. In this eight-week online program, you will learn everything from how to become a marathon fucker and be able to last for hours in bed, how to separate orgasm from ejaculation. Yes, this is possible and every man can. How to occupy your more dominant, masculine, alpha male self. How to get off of porn exercises to increase your cock strength, length, and girth, and give your woman the full range of orgasmic experiences, bringing her to G-spot, cervical, and squirting orgasms on the daily, and much, much more. You can check out the free video preview series for the salon at kimanami.com. Look for Sexual Savant Salons, and then click on Sexual Mastery for Men. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.